when he was doing his research, he had found some topics about pregnant women using products and babies are being born with deformities. And that just like really touched me at the time. And I said, well, no, fuck that. I could put my ego aside and say, we need to educate women and men because a lot of men are buying the products for their wives. Um, you know, just like how my husband did for me. Uh, so it's, it's really important to kind of lead with that kind of information versus like, I wasn't trying to make a sale ever. Like in the beginning, I didn't give a shit about that, even though you need to make sales to make a business happen. Um, but it's, it's, the mission became more of an important topic versus the money that it could have generated. Look into his eyes. They're the eyes of a man obsessed by success. Eyes that mock our sacred institutions. Bedroom eyes, they call them in a bygone day. Sex desire is the most powerful of human desires. When driven by this desire, men develop keenness of imagination, courage, willpower, persistence, and creative ability unknown to them at other times. So strong and impelling is the desire for sexual contact that men freely run the risk of life and reputation to indulge in. When harnessed and redirected along other lines, this motivating force maintains all of its attributes of keenness of imagination, courage, etc., which may be used as powerful creative forces in literature, art, or in any other professional calling, including, of course, the accumulation of riches. Napoleon Hill. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec, and I am super glad that you're here with us today because I am here with my most amazing guest, Noreen. Noreen, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you for having me, Michelle. Awesome. So give us a 5,000 foot view of who you are and what you love to do. 5,000 foot view, man, just so many words to put into one mouth. Um... <laughs> well, we can put a lot in one's mouth. <laughs> right. <laughs> I can start it off in the right note. Okay, from there. <laughs> um, well, I am a small business owner. I own an online e-commerce uh, company selling sex toys. Uh, started it with my husband, was never interested in the subject myself until he just said he wanted to start the business. And I had a venture of my own at the time in fine art film photography. And when he had mentioned to me all the uh, the shit basically that goes on behind do closed doors and people don't know about sex toys, I said, well, okay, that's unfair for people not to lead with that kind of information or for a company not to lead with that kind of information and I just hopped on board and said, this has to be a mission that we educate people around sex toys. And I just don't give a shit anymore about who thinks what of me anymore. And we got to get it going. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, it's definitely one way to get over that hump. <laughs> yeah, it was a big hump. I mean, it's so you get over it. Uh, there's so many different uh, obstacles you get over in regard to like educating about sexual health or even sex products it's just so many people have so many opinions that are negative about it and it's hard not to always take it personal right well and I'd imagine too that a lot of people are trying to justify the false beliefs that they have that they know are false beliefs but they're still kind of pushing you on them trying to challenge you to go hey what do you think about them and then that way they're giving themselves permission to go, oh, actually, that's a really good answer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it ultimately does. You're right. Comes down to you giving yourself the permission and just stop talking to people about your judgments in regard to that and pushing that innuendo onto them. Like that's 
that's what it really comes down to. Yeah. So what was one of the biggest challenges that you found in business? Was it kind of dealing with that oxymoron or is it just the, hey, how do we market this? How do we get clients in the, the normal kind of business stuff? Well, actually, I feel like if there's any business that is the most challenging business you can get into, it's in the sex, any kind of business, <laughs> <laughs> product marketing, like, you know, personal, it's, there's a huge challenge in regard to both aspects of it. Because one, there's a lot of personal obstacles that you have to get to and then get through. And then the second one is when it comes to business obstacles, because you're sex related, it, you, you have so many blocks in the road. It's, you could take one step forward, but you have to take 100,000 loops behind that one step forward in order to make it happen because it's just blocked. You can't. It's sex. You can't market it. It's not easy. Which is ironic because everybody else is trying to bring sex into their business so that it sells. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Carl's Jr. can do it with these, but you know, sex toy companies where they're trying to actually make a difference and teach people the right way are being blocked. And, and plus like being a small business, you don't have the capital unless you're like, uh, you know, a, a capital raised company or whatever, like some of the new brands that are coming up, which is great. They're making waves, uh, but being a small business and not having that capital to spend like hundreds of thousands each month on an ad to be able to like, you know, come up in front of people's eyes. It's, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so let's back up the bus a bit. And why did your husband decide to get into this as a business per se? Uh, so we actually had our own challenges sexually. I have had endometriosis since basically before I started my period. Um, and with that, it, there was a lot of pain and issues that came with me wanting to go forward with sex. So early on in our relationship, he took the initiative and thought, well, you know, what if I get her a sex toy? Maybe she'll be more interested. And he went in, um, on Amazon and bought the shittiest cock ring with a bullet vibe that leaked battery acid over time. Plus the batteries. Yeah. And this happens, but there's education around all of that, um, that people don't know. You take out your batteries when you have a battery operated product, when it's not in use to avoid that. But anyways, <laughs> um, here you are going blindsided into something, buying a shitty product because most people think price point is the most important thing. Uh, and price point, I mean, buying the cheapest thing, buying the cheapest thing doesn't always get you the best quality. Um, so he started doing more research about like sex stuff in general. And because I had my own business, he was just like dabbling into the idea of starting his own sex toy business. Cause it was a topic he was really interested in. Um, I wasn't opposed to him having it. I just thought I couldn't be part of it because being raised Armenian and Christian Orthodox Christian, it just, it made my life feel like I will get disowned. My parents will probably want to shoot me. And my in-laws would probably be like, this is the worst, uh, you know, uh, bride my husband has ever brought to our family household. So, right. <laughs> you know, it made me feel, it made me feel very small. Um, but at the same time, when he was doing his research, he had found some topics about pregnant women using products and babies are being born with deformities. And that just like really touched me at the time. And I said, well, no, fuck that. I could put my ego aside and say, we need to educate women and men, because a lot of men are buying the products for their wives, um, you know, just like how my husband did for me. Uh, so it's it's really important to kind of lead with that kind of information versus like, I wasn't trying to make a sale ever. Like in the beginning, I didn't give a shit about that, even though you need to make sales to make a business happen. Um, but it's it's 
the mission became more of an important topic versus the money that it could have generated. Well, and you bring up so many good topics because, I mean, obviously, well, I'm thinking most people don't think of the the health ramifications. That is not the primary indicator to going out and buying sex toys. I don't think. No, I mean, you think, Um, you think about eating healthy, but and then you think about the ingredients that go into the products you're purchasing when you're eating, but you don't really think about the shit that goes into sex toys. Nobody talks about it, but everything applies. Like lead paint and battery yes. acid and, and, yes. and, and, and. Yes, yes. And there's wow. more. Like you know, there's products that use PVC pipe. PVC pipe is fucking toxic. Like you don't want to use that. And because it's an unregulated industry, because it's categorized as a novelty, it makes it just your jaws like drop. <laughs> right. Like <laughs> you know? I am stunned. Yeah. There's just so much that goes into it. There's so much. And it became like because of my endometriosis, I had to be very um, you know, detailed about the ingredients I consumed. I had to stop so many different things that I loved, uh, you know, because of my endometriosis. And I, I took a holistic approach to it because Western medicine told me I had to get my ovaries or my, uh, I had to had a hysterectomy, had a baby or, uh, to be on birth control, but birth control never helped the, 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 you know, the issue. It just made it worse. If anything, I felt like for me and I tried several forms of them. So I said, well, okay, no, it needs to, you need to look into what kind of, um, chemicals are being processed with these sex toys and find the right ones and then use the right ones. And who gives a shit if it's a little expensive, it lasts you a lot longer time than it would if you were to buy a cheap cock ring and it melts on you a couple days later. So. I, so many questions. So <laughs> I am assuming that the majority of people designing sex toys, one, no offense guys, but are guys. And majority. two, that they're out to make money, not for the interest of sexual pleasure and or enlightenment and or there's there's a little bit of both i would say not so much on the enlightened part i've met a lot of manufacturers um my husband and i have um where we just really begin to ask questions about their manufacturing process and whether or no they know in depth what kind of materials are being used in their products and we've had we've had i don't knows um a lot i would assume mm-hmm yeah. And those are, those are the companies we stay away from selling. And really, right. um, you know, if you can't really, I don't need your secrets, but the ones that are passionate about really making a difference. And again, there are men who are doing this, um, a company led by, uh, a, another couple, uh, blush is one of our favorites and, uh, the husband, you know, he's just very passionate. He, he started to lead into sex toys, you know, his, his wife is, uh, also very much a part of it, but they're very, very concerned about the types of, uh, excuse me. I choked on my own spit. (laughs) 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 They, uh, they, they're very concerned about the type of material that is produced to use in their products. And they, they basically have gone in and, uh, created their own and, and they've patented it. Patented. How many D's are in patented? I don't know. Just two. Two. Um, But yeah, they, uh, you know, you, you meet, you meet good men, you meet the good men that, that want to lead. And then there's just the ones who are just stuck in their ways about wanting to make money. And, 
producing as much product as they possibly can. And that's, that's the reality of any business. I feel like it's not just that. Well, and I also assume that it's rather difficult to get something that's pliable. So you're going, well, there's probably got to be some form of plastic and then, okay, well, what kind of plastics leach and what kind of plastics don't. And Mm -hmm. if they don't, do they have enough flexibility and, like now you're starting to get into engineering 707. It's not even 101. It's like you're neck deep in in the chemistry and the science of of how do you how do you create the texture that you want yeah. and um, yeah. and the chem, chemicals that go with it. And then are you producing it somewhere where you know minimum wage is fifteen dollars an hour or do you go somewhere where the costs are slightly lower, but now of all of a sudden you're out of out of sight, out of mind, and you can't hold people accountable, and they're trying to cut costs to keep in business? And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's a lot that goes into it. It's really hard. I've I've got friends in in the startup space um, regarding sexual health, and uh, man, the challenges they're facing it's it's mm-hmm. you know it's crazy. I I retail. I, I I don't really have my own product, but one day I will, and you know, learning from all of them, um, is, has made my eyes open wide. It's just like, it's crazy. The shit they deal with. Right. It's well, crazy. even doulas, I mean, and all they're doing really is education and helping and it's still, uh, extremely yeah. difficult to get in and give people quality information. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. The internet honestly is the shittiest place ever. My, my biggest concern with our store was, you know, you could, you could find, bad information and it be deemed good because the internet decided it. And I didn't, I didn't want that kind of lifestyle or, um, you know, so I don't, I don't want to be that source for our, our customers. I wanted to be the source where people just, you know, were able to go in and, and again, if, if our products, like we sell, people aren't very happy about, we'll, we'll knock them out. We're not trying to keep them on our site. We actually have the least amount of sex toys sold on a uh, in a sex toy retail store than I know of most any others. Like, um, it's we don't sell anything we would personally never never use. It's about the quality and the manufacturers being honest people and the chemicals that have been used in the product. So therefore, it's going to be healthy for the person using it. Wow, that is awesome. So do you do any education and services alongside with the products or is it solely retail? Um, right now it's retail. We do have a blog. Uh, it needs some updating. Uh, the education that we do do is on our uh, social media platforms mm-hmm. at that moment. We do want to do uh, webinars in the future. We are going to be putting together kind of like a coursework process when it comes to um, sexual health. It's not just sex toys. Mm-hmm. I believe sex toys are kind of like a magic pill. People just want to take and make things better. It's not, it's not always the best resource. It's more in your head than it is about having a product that can, you know, maybe allude into something better, but, and it can, I'm not saying it can't. Some mm-hmm. people just want it for fun. And that's obviously go for variety. Yes. Because it gets boring over time, especially if you're with the same person all the time. Um, plus you, you know, you do something so many times you can't feel it the same way anymore. You want something new <laughs> sex toys <Yep>. at aid. <laughs> yeah. And I'm totally cool with that. And a lot of people don't realize that, uh, I would venture to say at least 90% of somebody's sexual arousal is within their own head. 
Oh, yes. They And they don't realize it's that high. They think it oh, maybe 10 percent. It's like, mm -hmm. no, no, mm -hmm. it's it is almost a, a finite amount in my mind. And because I've been with my partner for 23 years now and we don't use a whole lot of toys. We don't use a whole lot of anything. I use a whole lot of my mind. Yeah, it's so <laughs> important. It's right? so important. It's and that takes more practice and more time. So people just don't want to put in that effort as well. And, right. you know, with me being someone who's had severe endometriosis and going from like the so many years I've had to put in the work, I still realize how my mind definitely controls pain. I still yeah. realize how my mind would say, oh, I'm not there yet. I don't, I, you know, and it, it's also your partner and how they approach you in regard to like the topic of let's get into it. You know, um, if, if he wants to have sex, it's about, it's, it's about the intimacy you create. It's the connection you have beforehand because women, not all women, not some of them do, but not all women could just like snap a finger and say, oh yeah, I'm turned on. Let's go. Mm -hmm. It takes a little more time and it's all in the mind because women just 100% of the time are in their heads. <laughs> right. And they're not in the kids yeah. and the dishes and like, exactly. that is so damn sexy. Let me tell you how sexy dishes are. <laughs> yeah. I want, no. I want to just think about that while I'm doing it. Yeah. Oh, good. You know, if I put the soap on the other side, I'd probably speed things. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. not that's not the shit you want going on in your head. <laughs> no, no, but it does. It really does. And and it's a lot of times coming to that realization is step one. Step two is start reading books about how your psychology works on yourself. It's so freaking phenomenal to know these things. I personally like my joy is reading books about psychology. Like, how does my mind try to trick me in regard to like this topic, whether it's fear or whether it's like, you know, I, I've, I've come so far in being open in regard to sexual health because I've done that work, mm -hmm. not because I've just shut down and said, you know, uh, it's just somehow going to happen one day. No, it's not. You have to put in that work and that work is tiny little steps. It's just doing one little thing each day that will ultimately take you in so many years in advance, like to the place you want to be. Nice. I love that. And I think and business also, is the same way, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so much work to be done, but it's so much fun and so much to learn. Yeah. I mean, you, it's a never ending occupation to, to delve into it. And I think you're right. Curiosity is by far the, the first step into all of this. And I was going to say that the, um, we don't realize how subliminal a lot of our thoughts about sex are. Uh -huh. right? It's, you know, it's that little tap on the shoulder, like be a good girl. Oh, don't look at him. Don't whatever. And it's so super subtle that we don't even notice, but we feel bad about it, or we feel ashamed about it, or we're not supposed to look at them because they're whatever. Uh -huh. And, and it becomes um, really difficult for people that have to do the work. It becomes so mysterious. It's like, there's this shroud between their conscious mind, their subconscious mind. It's like, how do I even start to get in there and figure all this stuff out? It's literally one thing. Give yourself the permission. Like I told you in the beginning, my husband, he was at my, my boyfriend at the time when he, when he brought up the idea to me that we could, we could use sex toys. I told him no. I, but even though like my whole life prior to that, I've always been curious and wanted my own vibrator. I told him no because I was afraid of what he would think of me, even though he's the one who brought it up. I didn't bring it up. I didn't say mm -hmm. anything. And he brought it and showed me, even after I told him, he still bought it, brought mm -hmm. it, showed it to me. And I was like, uh, no, we can't use that. Are you kidding me? What if like 
what how, how dare you buy that what if like one of our My family members finds, finds it and I, yeah like what <laughs> the fuck are you thinking dude but then I was like okay whatever let's just give it a shot if it works it works if not then you know we'll just throw it away and um the, the cock ring actually never worked but the vibe it it made me realize oh my god not only can you have a clitoral orgasm then you like okay clitoral orgasm and g-spot orgasm are two totally different orgasms and then mm -hmm. there's butthole stuff that you could do to get more orga orgasm but also there's like whole body orgasms like there's just orgasm is not just one square you learn about in. orgasms yeah <laughs> and multiple but, orgasms and <laughs> yeah but ultimately everyone wants to concentrate on just clitoral orgasm but you can orgasm from the g-spot and not know about it that's more like an internal body orgasm and sex toy can help you do that there's one especially like the lioness for example was designed to help you figure out when you're orgasming and and yeah it's fucking phenomenal and I decided to use it one day and I was like, oh my God, I was having orgasms and the whole time I thought I wasn't. And here we are in our heads thinking we're not having orgasms. Therefore we have a problem. Women do not have a problem. They just have a problem realizing what's going on in their body because they're so fucking busy in their heads. Like get out of it. You're here. So how do you have an orgasm without knowing you're having an orgasm? That's a good, you don't know. You don't know your body. If you don't know how to speak to your body, Right. And realize what's going on in your body. There's like, there's, there's tiny little spurts of orgasm. There's big orgasm. People only think that big orgasm is the only orgasm to have. That's not true. No. And, and making the end goal an orgasm is always like this huge burden that literally bears so many partners or couples. Uh -huh. And, and, you know, le leading with that as an end goal is like saying, Oh, I'm starting a business and I expect it. I expect it to be a million dollar business tomorrow. Right. That's not reality. You have to really understand the tiny details about one, a body because it's a vessel and two, like how that vessel works in, in sexual arousal. It's, it's, you know, um, kissing is arousal, uh, sensation, like, like touching, scratching, all of that Looking. comes into play. <laughs> yeah. Looking. Yeah. Thinking is the biggest one, but mm -hmm. you know, nobody really talks about it. <laughs> well, and I suppose too, it's a lot like people will have panic attacks and not realizing they're having a panic attack. They're like, no, I'm just short of breath. Yeah. Like, no, you're in a full blown. <laughs> uh huh. No. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Wow. That's it's on one hand, it's sad. And on the other hand, there's huge opportunity there to be able to discover so many things. Because I think that people are looking externally and it's, it's a good thing that they're looking externally to go and find solutions to these things. Mm -hmm. And then seeing the opportunity that as, you know, that 10% of what's external to them, that that 90% opens up that when they start to realize what's actually going on for them, the, you know, even if it's just the goosebumps or the raising of the hair or the whatever that mm -hmm. you can start to figure out what gives you those sensations and be able to bring them on. And I think it's incredible that you guys are running a business to be able to bring that to the foresight because like, I think personally all roads lead to Rome in the sense that we are all meant to figure out who we are when we grow mm -hmm. up, but yep. there's so many ways that you can do that. Yeah, definitely. It's, um, it's being so open to working on yourself that we all, we all get that stuck feeling inside us where it just, it feels like, oh, fuck, it's so hard. I don't think I can do it. But 
doing it is actually a lot easier than sitting in that feeling of being stuck. And that's, you know, in regard to sexual health, business, family, kids, whatever it is, it's action triumphs over procrastination. Just do it. It's Nike has it all right. You just do it. (laughs) You need to get out of your head and stop thinking and just start doing. There's a book um, by Napoleon Hill called um, something about the devil, Jesus Christ. It was just released a few years back. Yeah, we'll find it and we'll get it in the notes. Yep. Yeah, it'll come back to me. But it's it's literally the devil is your mind. It's it's how it controls your every reality. And Joe Dispenza says your reality is your personality. So your personal reality is your personality. And and you know you gotta you gotta make it you gotta make it all about progress. You can't just put a magic pill on things and make it happen. Even though like okay, sex toys. I will admit are kind of a magic pill. They're, they're what lead people into finally taking that step into kind of discovering more about their bodies. Nice. Love that. And the book is Outwitting the Devil, The Secret to Freedom and Success. Yes. Yes. The best freaking, I've literally listened to it or read it like three, four times already now. And every time it gives me goosebumps, it just, it's a chill factor. Like how much you're just so stuck in your head that you cannot move forward in any aspect of your life because this this brain has has become the devil and it's controlling our everything nice i think that is uh that's fantastic i never knew about the book so i'm super excited to go and read and going but there's one by bully neil i don't know about it just came out so it's it's it was so controversial and and it'll talk about it in the book uh where his wife didn't allow him to release it until after he was dead but even after he was dead his family lineage was uh, too scared to do it also because it's just so controversial like uh controversial i'm 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 second language english so i have either either (laughs) 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 but oh it's a great book process process you know we're we're bilingual here yeah (laughs) (laughs) all good i use I am loving that. So who would you say is kind of your typical client? Who do you serve and support the most? Um, so it would be a man is our 74% of our customers are men. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they do have at least a child uh, are in a committed long-term relationship. And a lot of times what they're trying to do is figure out things uh, to either bring in excitement into their relationships or they're trying to... Um, solve a problem for their partner a lot of times not always a lot of times mostly it's how can I bring this excitement but then (laughs) he can also like bring in a product and she wouldn't know anything about it so he doesn't even know how to have the conversation about oh you know what how you know I bought this thing and she might just flip out because obviously we all have our internal battles with sexual whatever it is um and (laughs) so is there (laughs) a best product to warm somebody up to like, is there one that's, that women tend to be the most receptive towards? The one that we sell the most is the WeVibe Touch. Um, it was the Touch, and now it's the Touch X, which is the newer uh, generation of the Touch. And it's it's just, it's a clitoral vibe. Like, that would be, but ultimately, you want to have that communication beforehand. And, yeah. you know, David and I always talk about 
how you need to bring up the topic before you surprise somebody with and it. And do it's... not surprise somebody with that. <laughs> One shoot through the roof. Yeah. Not and then they, the when they shut it down, they're, they're never going to want to open up again. Exactly. They're, right. you know, it's, you don't want to do that. You want to like take baby steps into bringing it to your partner. And if your partner's for it in the beginning, then great. Like sit down and, and see what kind of product she or he might be into. Um, or they might be into, you know, you, you don't want to, you don't want to limit the, the horizon of what could happen. You have to take baby steps. Mm, nice. Love that. You know, and presents work really well to warm women up <laughs> for the most yes. part. Yeah. It depends for me. I'm, hey, I'm not really a present. present person. I'm more like spend time with me intimate and have that conversation, but mm-hmm. it's another little, but as like opposed it. to pulling out a bag and going, Hey, I got this for you, oh. like, you know, like wrap it up put some effort into it and go yeah there's so there are people that could even be offended by lube fair enough there's people that can be offended by anything (laughs) exactly and and that's why i wouldn't say just as a present there's people who hate surprises there's people again you have to know your partner i can't really say there's no one box that fits all fair enough (laughs) i'd just rather be surprised by a box that i get to open up versus something sitting on the headboard <laughs> like that uh, just looks creepy yeah <laughs> but that's just me <laughs> awesome yeah, different so in all of this kind of where do you see your business growing and going to oh I just ultimately my my biggest compassion for any persons is for men because they're they're just so they're they're judged, they're misrepresented, and no, but no one gives them a fair chance. They want to learn, they're very eager to learn. And I don't think anyone really considers how, you know, how bad it is for people to shame men, and to like, tell them that they're toxic, and the masculinity and all that stuff. It's nobody's ever taken that initiative to teach them. And for us to bash on them isn't fair. Um, you know, as women, I have, I have a little boy and I, I plan to raise him to be very aware of so many things, not, not just in one regard to life, but the whole scope of it, right? If I don't teach him and I've also had to take some initiative to teach my husband, right? Something oh, sure. right. And, but again, who's taught them beforehand us as women, if we really want to be leaders, we have to, we have to really take it upon ourselves to educate Yes, it feels like a burden sometimes, but it's if you want that change to happen, you have to make the change. You take you take control and say, this is the information I've learned. This is how pleasure can look for me. I want to understand how pleasure can look for you. This is how you can represent conversation for me. And it's not necessarily about control. It's about let's educate ourselves so that we can both have a very adult conversation about how to handle certain things in our in our relationship and our aspects of like whatever life throws at us, um, and so on and so forth. So I, I, I think sexual health definitely <laughs> ties into so many different things of in, in life, because when, when you allow yourself sexual pleasure and an open conversation, your life ultimately becomes a dream life. You, you become more communicative, responsive, you become more loving. Um, there's, and Napoleon Hill in his book, Think and Grow Rich even talks about it. It's ultimately the biggest vessel you can use in business and in life sex nice. everyone has to have it mm-hmm. or does it <laughs> and, and even if you're not doing it 
um, which seems kind of bizarre, but you're shutting, when one doesn't use their sexuality as an extroverted sort of energy, it becomes an introverted sort of energy and mm -hmm. it can make or break somebody, which I think is probably what he's addressing in, in mm -hmm. his other book. Mm -hmm. And, um, well, there's so many, so many we could take, we could go on forever with this. But yeah. when it comes to men, I think we grew up in different generations. And I still think it's important that women understand that men don't know what you're thinking. Yep. For very obvious reasons, but sometimes it's not so obvious to some women that they're not in your head. They didn't grow up the way you grew up. They didn't get any yep. of the the feedback, the Yep. the information the conditioning anything that you got in the only way they can understand it is for you to be able to communicate that exactly and the more loving and understanding and neutral you can do it the easier it is to have those conversations exactly I, I you made a really great point um again my husband and I are both raised Christian Orthodox Armenians <laughs> in an American culture that like we had so many different clashes but he got even even my younger brother, he was raised completely different than my sister and I were. We mm -hmm. were we were we had a set certain amount of expectations. We you know weren't allowed a lot more than he was allowed, and it's you know and and that was from previous generations of however they practiced raising their children. And I can't and nobody should have to blame that. It's just the way it was. If you blame it, you're just putting yourself in a victim victim mentality and putting yourself there isn't really going to get you anywhere. Learn how you want to make things happen and and take the action in doing it. Mm -hmm. Well, and cultural norms, we have to realize change like in the last 60 years, they've changed every decade. Yeah. Right. The the 50s were totally different than the 60s, which were totally different than the 70s, which were totally mm -hmm. different than the 80s, which were totally mm -hmm. different than the 90s, which are totally different than a turn of the Essentially, like we have to understand that what is culturally normal to us is completely abnormal to people to the left and the right. Yeah. Like it's just not. And especially if you're in a relationship with somebody that's, you know, in a 10 year differential or more, then that becomes even more or, or a, a country difference. Yeah. Right. Just because in, in even you having a what I'm going to assume is a very um, controlled environment at home. Mm -hmm. It was probably 180 degrees away from somebody that was living that exact same so-called lifestyle in, you know, back in the old country. Yep. Right. So it's, it's not necessarily that, you know, just because, oh yeah, we have the same culture. I'm like, no, <laughs> don't. Yep. Right. Even yep. if you're in the States, right. Texas is so much different than LA. Oh <laughs> yeah. Like in the same country. Oh, and it's yeah. like, no. Oh Yeah. <laughs> I, I I like there's obviously like being Armenian you you have other Armenian friends or whatever again same generation none of us were raised the same way none of mm -hmm. us because it's yes the countries you've lived in or you know or the countries your parents even came from or what part of the country they came from it just it differs and and comparing is the worst thing you can possibly do so and I think in order to be able to not compare, we have to not be hostile that somebody doesn't understand our way of being. It's just, exactly. hey, how do you live and why are you not irate about this? Exactly. <laughs> but to be able to say that, it requires a whole lot of something, something going on. Yeah, it's like um, trying to be Miss Universe or something. I want world peace. Well, you only can create world peace by understanding others 
not judging them, and then trying to find a common ground to educate one another about one another so that you can both live in peace somehow. I love it. love it. So other than kind of the, the things that we've been talking about, um, like health reasons and, you know, your spouse isn't into sex. So let's start into this foray of uh, sex toys. What do you think some of the stumbling blocks are that some people are thinking, oh my God, Noreen, I need you so badly. <laughs> um, stumbling blocks. Uh, so the, a lot of the common things we get is they want a stronger orgasm or to orgasm. They want more connection. And again, connection comes with mind, not necessarily a product. Um, there's, uh, trying new things, adventures, it all leads down to communication. That's the biggest stumbling block in the communication you have to have first is always with yourself. And then with a partner, if you have a partner who you want to be involved, um, and then you communicate once you do get a product, what happens, how you want it to happen, you know, how, how it, uh, in response makes you feel and so on and so forth. It's communication. That's that's the pill that's going to solve every problem. <laughs> love it. Love it. I love it. So I know our listeners are going to want more from you. How did they start that journey with you? Oh, well, if they want to visit our website, we do have a live chat feature and we do uh, respond pretty quickly to it. And again, it's my husband and I personally. Um, it's www.beyonddelights.com and it's delights plural, not delights, but delights. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing we always get. Um, yeah. And, and, or if you guys want to follow us on social media platforms, we do definitely have educational and somewhat funny uh, videos to, that we post often. And uh, you can always DM us and yeah, or email us at info at beyonddelights.com. We're available. <laughs> nice. I love it. And of course we will have all of those links in the show notes for you peeps as well. If you lose them, go to awarenessstrategies.com slash blog. No, you don't. You go to the little blue pill for business.com <laughs> and we will have the show notes there. You're not going to find anything about sex and awareness strategy site. It's all techie. <laughs> Sorry. Don't do that. Um, awesome. Nareen, you have been absolutely fabulous. I have to ask you, was this your first foray into uh, entrepreneurialism or was there a different point where you discovered how crazy you were? <laughs> uh, no, I, I started, you know, it's, it's, I started with, um, wanting to develop my own wedding planning business because I did so well with mine and pr previous parties that I had planned. And, and then I decided that I didn't want to be a uh, part of the crazy life of crazy women who don't know what they want and <laughs> said, fuck that. And then I started my own, <laughs> Yeah, that was insane. I couldn't, I couldn't deal with like zombie brides or Godzilla brides or whatever they call, they call them. Um, they get crazy. And then, and then after that, I thought, well, you know, I, I have a, a fine art, fine art film photography history slash background slash that's what I studied. And I'll, I'll just lead with that. Oh, prior to the wedding planning thing, I did, I did do wedding photography. So that was also, you know, that don't do it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I did I did the e-commerce thing for film photography and then once that happened it, it just it became a big challenge because film photography is a dying art and the the products attaining them the price points they changed weekly so to be a person starting a business with weekly changes where it's like so many different platforms you do, you have no time to work on a business or growing a business you literally have to follow each product and see whether or not this product's available if this, and then find a different warehouse and blah, 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 blah. Like there was, it was a mess. 
So I said, okay, fuck that. I'm not doing that anymore. I'll hop on with David and do the sex toy thing. And we've been doing it since. I love it. So clearly there's a driving force into the entrepreneurial lifestyle that you love and adore, even though it's like, okay, I hated that one. Don't do that one anymore. Sometimes you got to do things to realize you hate them. Yeah. I'm plus like being your own boss is the hardest thing you can possibly, I think, do because you have to come up with the work. Um, And then, and then you also be your own boss. Nobody can tell you. I, I've always hated being told what to do as a person. Ever since I was a kid, don't tell me what to do. You can ask me if I choose to, then I'll say yes. But no, if no, then it's a no. Don't don't pursue it any further. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Yeah, that's what it is. We're all just, you know, tenacious and a little yeah. bullheaded. Love Walk, it. Wacky, but it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, welcome to the community. We love it. Awesome. Reet, you have been absolutely awesome. Thank you. I appreciate your time. I know how valuable it is. Uh, any last words for our peeps? Uh, no, I wish I wish everyone a very um, healthy, sexual, fulfilled life. And, <laughs> you know, educate yourselves. Don't be shy. Give yourself permission and just go for it. Love it. Awesome. Peeps, this is Michelle Nedelec, your mistress in business. Thank you for being here with us today. Be sure to subscribe to the show now on your favorite podcast app and so that we can be here to help you get it up, keep it up when you need us. We love having you here. Thank you for listening to the Little Blue Pill for Business podcast with your mistress in business, Michelle Nedelec. Why are you still here? Go to littlebluepillforbusiness.com and get your goodies. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to share it with somebody else that you know would enjoy getting it up in business after you subscribe to the podcast, of course, so you won't miss any future episodes. Now, check the notes for links. Oh, and only tell your wife if she's into this, you know, entrepreneurship. And I'll see you both on the other side.